What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to another episode of John the Soul. Family, I, I got somebody who uh, is, has become an alumnus to the Jonathan Soul program. Somebody who not only has multiple titles and multiple genres under the umbrella we call Advent Comics. I'm talking, he got everything from action adventure to horror. And now, from what I understand, he's adding children's books to the Advent Comic family. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Cottrell, how you doing, brother? Hey, I'm good, Jonathan. Hey, first of all, thank you and your listeners for having me back, man. I really appreciate it. That was a blessing to be here with you, brother. There are there are um, different aspects of the comic book business, right? You got the printing, you got right. the you know the creative part, and then you got the distribution. And so, from right. our talks on you know offline, you're telling me that you're you're becoming that go-to place for independent artists that need a network to 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 to, to tap into. Can you talk a little bit about how you've kind of leveraged fancy word, y'all? Check that out. <laughs> you kind of leveraged, right? No, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much that's pretty yeah. much it. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah, you know, what uh, I mean, we, into that go-to we, place for indie indie comic book creators. We we started a, a actually a few years ago with something called Advent Studios, where the creators who worked with us, um, basically, I would get those creators to work with other individuals on their projects. And uh, it was along that time that I was seeing a lot of wonderful projects, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and those projects, you know, they would be successful, and then it would be like, okay, well, what's next? And I thought that question myself, What's next? Because these are talented creators with talented projects. Why not help them along if they, you know, they didn't um, have the, the tools or the necessary um, uh, irons in place to. So, so, I mean, you're absolutely right. They had a successful Kickstarter. So that proves that there's an audience, you know, and it, it proves that they can, you know, deliver on the content. But where do you go from right. here? That's an excellent question. Go ahead. Right. And with that, uh, we wanted to ensure them the opportunity to reach people that they may have not been able to reach with the Kickstarter or the cross uh, crowdfunding projects alone. So we had a few, uh, you know, irons in place with our distribution. So we basically we put out different books along our distribution lines, and you know, like I said, it wasn't anything where we trying to get rich off these other creators. Nah, we, I take bare bones minimum just enough to make sure that we cover the cost of getting these books in different places and different stores and basically creators making all the money. So my, my thing is just to see other creators win. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I want. I mean, didn't I we see, see something like this win. in, in Marvel and DC? Uh, I guess maybe in the nineties when some artists kind of broke away and do their own thing. Cause they wanted more, you know, creative control and, 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 and freedom in terms of, you know, the whole creation process and ownership. So you're giving the artists that, that, that use your, uh, your imprint. Is that, is that right? Pretty much. And letting, letting them run with it. The only thing is with having comics, because we, we do reach a lot of kids and we do listen to a lot of kids friendly places, and libraries and such. You know, I, I just don't take it to full, totally graphic realm. Right. Uh, you know, but yeah, creators who have a nice project uh, want to extend their reach just a little bit further. You know, we do that. And uh, over the years, we've expanded. I mean, we're still the smallest comic book company that nobody's ever heard of. I, I, I use that joke all the time because mm-hmm. it's true. 
Um, but right now, our comics are selling on six continents and 45 countries. So wow. you know, we're quiet, but we 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 doing a little something. So how many titles uh, uh, to date do you have under your umbrella? Currently, the well, it's under two different umbrellas. Advent Universe, those are my titles, the story that I oversee and I tell. Uh, we have approximately close to 36 different titles right now. Wow. And then on the Unbound Realm side, those are the creator-owned titles that I'm just helping with distribution, helping them get their books out. Um, they're about eight titles and okay. we have some coming up for 2020 but i'm not gonna release those just yet gotcha gotcha now um if i'm a if i'm a creator and i've done a successful kickstarter you know i have a book you know ready to go like what would be the the process kind of give me a, a sense of, of what the process would be like you know reaching out to you and then i guess ultimately the book ends up in a comic shop or on a website someplace it's or funny. yeah we're doing that as well. It's funny that you say that because there are a couple creators right now who haven't finalized contracts. So I won't say the name, but I am literally typing the contracts as we speak. Um, they had they have a Kickstarter that they're doing right now for their book. Um, once their book finishes, we're going to get it going through our distribution line, through, through our Unbound Rams line, and we're going to distribute it for them so they can have another market tap into it. Um, Unfortunately, I'm still trying to iron some things out with Diamond because certain things I can do for them, but like places like Diamond, they vote on the comic. So I don't have total control over saying, okay, you gonna, your book will be in these shops. Diamond still has to approve it and such and such. Now, for the, newbies, explain, for the newbies, explain who Diamond is. Oh, well, Diamond is, is the, the end-all, be-all as far as direct marketing goes. Okay. Um, they are the only game in town if you want your book distributed internationally to comic book shops. And also, Diamond has a little broader reason that they, they do. Uh, they're getting out into, like, bookstores and such and such. But if you want your book into a comic book shop, you have to go through Diamond generally to get your book on comic shops around the country and around the world. So that means, ladies and gentlemen, that Joe, Bo, Joe Blow comic book uh, store guy, he has a book behind the counter and, you know, called Diamond and he opens it up. Is that the way it works? Or I don't know if it's a website now or whatever. Well, yeah, well, well Di oh, Diamond's been around for uh, years. As a matter of fact, it's kind of funny. When I was a little kid, I used to go to a comic book shop like 50 miles away from my house. Oh, wow. The man who started Diamond ran that comic book shop. So I would go every Saturday, get my father to take me every Saturday. Oh, wow. And as I grew up and got into the comic book business, and you know, later found out that he, Mr. Jeffy, was the one who owned the shop. And it was funny reconnecting with him at an event, and I saw him and to told him, I Did you say Jeffy's? Yes, he remembered me. So that was kind of cool, you know. But yeah, he and his family run, pretty much run the comic book distribution network throughout the country. And uh, like I said, we're going to try to make sure we hit them over the head, let them know Advent Comics is uh, coming and that we got some powerful titles. And that's when you and your fans come along. So when you guys go to your comic book shop, say, hey, I want that latest Advent Comics book. And, you know, your store owner will then tell Diamond, who then will turn tell us, hey, okay, we're getting a lot more people asking for that book. Give us that book. Okay, so so that's that's the process. Now I got to do a sidebar here. Did you say Jeppy's? Yeah, Jeppy's is a comic book shop in Silver Spring, Maryland. 
Yeah, back I used to go day. to that back in the day when I was a kid. Bruh. So that dude started it? Bruh, that was my spot. That was my go-to spot. I would get my father to take me every Saturday. See, I lived out in Suitland, so that was like 50 miles away. And he was yeah. like, I know it's a comic book shop closer. But I'm like, nah, I like that comic book shop. And Mr. Jeffy was cool. And I would I would look forward to going to the shop every Saturday. Yeah. So I had my little allowance money and everything by my comic books, and I would go. And I hooked up back with him. I went to an event. Uh, he had a he had a uh, a museum which mm-hmm. was right across from uh, Oriole Stadium. Okay. In Stadium. So I went out there for an event, comic book uh, creators and stuff. And I I saw him again, and basically I'm like, yeah, I used to go to your shop. Da da da. He's like, yeah, you the little kid remember remember me? You're the little kid wow. come fifty miles. I was like, yo, you remember that, man? <laughs> I was like, with all those customers you had, you remembered that? He was like, yeah, you came 50 miles every Saturday to come to my shop. Yeah. And man, that blew me away, man. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, me and my boy, we used to uh, catch the bus, catch the train, catch the bus, and skateboard <laughs> to that, to that yeah, spot. Yeah, you know, all the uh, way up Georgia Avenue, bro. Yeah, back <laughs> in the day, man, back in the day. So, uh, okay, so speak, speak a little bit more directly into the phone. Uh, you sound just a little bit muffled. Um, but, uh, and I'll edit this part out, of course, but yeah. All right. So, wow. All right. So, so, so here's the thing that I'm noticing. It seems like the barrier for entry, uh, to get your comic, you know, produced and put in people's hands is getting lower and lower. I mean, you know, there was a time when you needed, you know, to, you know, find an artist and pay a lot of money. Now people go overseas to find artists where the, where the currency exchange rates are favorable. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, so you can get an artist from overseas for, you know, half the cost of an American artist if you're an American producer or whatever. So that so that's that's got lower. So then you can say, well, it still costs me too much money. They want however many dollars a page. Then you got Kickstarter. So you didn't got to use your own money anymore. So then that's that's I mean, do you see the do you see the barrier of entry coming lower and lower? In terms of uh, like, are you seeing a, a greater variety of of the kinds of content that people are producing now because it's much easier? Basically, with the coming of the internet, that opened a lot of doors for would be creators who normally wouldn't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So now that it's more prevalent to, you can see artists from Indonesia, you can see artists from the Philippines, or artists from Italy who have dynamic work, and you can reach out to them more effectively than in the past mm-hmm. it's become a little easier to get your book up and running but yeah. do not get it twisted comic books are still a very very expensive game to produce and to make mm-hmm. um but it's it's a it's doable now it's, right. it's, it's doable now and especially there are a lot of companies um smaller companies who are pretty much one-stop shop okay. like one 133 uh, the guys over there, they do their yep. own printing. They do the in-house art, mm-hmm. and it's dynamic stuff. Yeah. And dynamic. they got fast shipping. Yeah, yeah, yep. the brothers are doing it. As a matter of fact, um, I haven't I haven't said this, so this is breaking news. This is probably news to them, too. Okay. I wanted to reach out to them to do the printing on this Hedge Hollow book that's about to be released. Excellent, excellent. That I was just talking about. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, he, he did some printing for uh, uh, Imani, uh uh, Latif Amani over at Peep Game Comics a while yeah, yeah, back. Peep Game, yeah. Yep. I've been trying to hook up with that brother too for a minute. Um, like I said, not only do I do I run in the circles, I'm a fan of a lot of people that's out there in these circles. Beautiful. So 
I'm just a biggest fan is of Latif and people like uh, uh, Sean Mack from Short Fuse and uh, John Daniel Taylor of Top Secret Press. So I follow a lot of these brothers around. They like, oh, you know who we are? I'm like, bro, I've been studying y'all for a while now. I, just, I don't say much, right. but I know who pretty much all y'all are. I'm, fan, I'm a fan. That's beautiful. And I see you said that, correct me if I'm wrong, don't I see you supporting Kickstarters too? Man, quiet as kept. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a super backer on, on a lot of Kickstarters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right. So I've been I've been backing Kickstarters for a while now, man. I think I've produced maybe eight of my own, but I've backed probably like two, close to 200. I, I don't know. I haven't checked the little thing, but upwards of like 200 of other people's projects. Now, as far as you know, Kickstarter is still the favorite uh, crowdfunding platform. People are not going to Indiegogo yeah. or some other place. They're still doing Kickstarter then? Yeah, Kickstarter is, is still the one. Um, I've tried, matter of fact, I tried my hand, and it's funny, tried my hand at Indiegogo. This mm-hmm. is my third attempt. I got a project that's on Indiegogo now. Um, and people are like, you failed twice, why would you do it a third time? Um, and when I say failed, I have I didn't raise, raise a dollar the first two times. Mm-hmm. This time, it's a little bit more, um, a little bit more successful. We're still like $300 away from our goal. Mm-hmm. And it's a small goal. My thing is, with Advent Comics, I want to reach everyone. Yeah. Everyone who likes comic books. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are. Whether you Indiegogo, Kickstarter, wherever, comic book store, you've never heard of crowdfunding. I want to have one of our comics in your hand at least. Mm-hmm. Get you turned on to it and you'll be like, okay, bet. Let's see what they're doing. Nice. So, I got this comic book called Cosmos. It's a cosmic uh, superhero type book. Uh, mm-hmm. more like a reminiscent of a uh, a Jim Starlin type story cosmic type story but it also doubles as a comic book crossover series mm-hmm. and we got 75 other comic book companies that are participating with us in this book wow. uh, we're halfway through now uh, issue 5 is being finished now mm-hmm. but uh, issue 4 uh, selling, when I was selling it at the uh, Comic Con, I was just at Baltimore Comic Con mm-hmm. this other past weekend. People were like, "Hold up, is that Dark Horse's Nexus in your book?" Like that's Michael Byrne and Steve Ruth's Nexus. Yeah, they're they're appearing in the crossover. Wow. So you know, yeah. So we. So we how going, does that we work? Because I, I used to think that. Bro, a the, lot of Cosmos is a story that's taken me twenty years to write. Wow. And it's taken actually. I started Cosmos about about 2012 but it's taken this long to put it together because i had contracts to sign and you know ndas and with all these different comic book companies and creators i had to make sure you know that they were happy yeah i couldn't just release it release it so we're we're just we're like i said we're getting into the second half of the the 12 issue maxi series Mm -hmm. so we're getting into that now but um the uh the book is it's doing good, man. It's doing good. You know, creators are are happy with the project that we're releasing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I keep hearing I, I keep hearing these stories about crossovers. People who may have worked for Marvel and DC, they'll take their character and they'll they'll make it a part of this new universe with this other uh, group of indie people. I mean, that's what you're seeing now that that the former people who um, used to work with the big two, or is it mostly straight independent folks. Most of the creators I know are doing their own thing. Um, 
unfortunately, we, we're getting to the point where there are a lot of creatives who work for us, who have worked for or currently do work for Marvel and DC and Image. Mm-hmm. Um, so they haven't brought any of their characters into the crossover yet. Um, I think the biggest name who brought a character into cross into the Cosmos crossover that I'm doing um, would be Rich Buckler, who passed away a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He brought one of his characters from Mighty Crusaders over to the crossover, okay. uh, a character called Darkling, who hasn't been seen for 30 years. Wow. He brought her back before he passed away. Okay. And uh, we had, like I said, had he not passed away, we had big plans to bring her back and like two other characters that he helped create. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's a shame. I miss that guy. Yeah, Good you man. told me the last time we talked that he was he was kind of like a mentor to you, kind of yeah, you know, gave yeah. you some advice there, there, and guidance. There few, yeah, there are a few people along the way um, who seriously sat down with me, chopped it up, gave me a lot of advice. When I first started uh, behind the scenes, um, I would email Christopher Priest. He would give me advice. Oh, wow. Joe Illich and uh, Chris Cross. They would be on the phone with me when I was first starting Advent and tell me, you know, things to do, things not to do. Um, who else? Michael Davis from uh, yep. also from Milestone. Mm-hmm. He was a big part. Sitting. Matter of fact, we just turned 10 years old August 1st. Wow. The forward of the Kickstarter book that I'm doing, Michael Davis wrote the forward for it. That's beautiful. So, That's beautiful. Yeah, so. A lot of these people, man, I, I, I pay homage to those people, man. I want to give them their flowers while they're still here because without them, I haven't wasn't being. Yeah, man. Uh, Michael's been on the show at least twice, and uh, he's a type of brother. You just let him go, and then he'll just. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a good dude, man. Yeah. He, he always keeps me laughing, man, whenever I talk to him, man. I might be down in spirits when I talk to that brother, man. It's, it's forgotten because I'm always laughing and joking about something. Yeah, yeah. So at this part in your career, you, you've been doing this for 10 years. And uh, I used to years. be a, 10 years. I used to be an artist. Uh, used to be. Uh, when I was an illustrator, are, I know, I know, this, this computer thing got me, got me twisted, but you know, what I mean? so, <laughs> it's a, it's a hustle, man, you know, but, but a guy told me a long time, he was a uh, dry media, right? Pencils, uh, charcoal or whatever. He said it takes 10 years to master a medium. You've been doing this for 10 okay. years. Uh, what kind of lessons have you learned? Oh, bro, let me tell you, I've learned a lot of things not to do. Okay. I'm say that right here now. A lot of people try to fake and say, oh, well, this is easy, this is easy. Man, I think I did all the wrong stuff when I first came into this business because I was coming in cold and I didn't know the workings of how things do in the comic book industry. I mm-hmm. think I did everything wrong that you could do wrong in the first five years. Wow. I mean, I tell you. So it's like I said, it was a learning experience. And from there, you know, talking to people, other creators and becoming a part of the community, you learn things not to do. Okay. So, you know, that's the big thing. And that's that's kind of what I'm trying to, every day I'm trying to learn. So, Do you feel like you're uh, mentoring or inspiring any young folks, you know, as you go to these cons, different places? Uh, I hope so. I mean, a couple of people have said that I am. Eventually one day I'll feel that I am. Okay. But right now, I'm, like I said, I, I don't feel that I am, but I, I hope that if if they see anything I'm doing right and they take it upon themselves to to take it to the next level, then I feel like a source of hey man, I'm, I'm glad to see see you know this cat take it to the next level. That's cool. 
Um, cool. Like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a fan first always. So, um, and that's that's another misconception. All creators aren't at each other's throats or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to see everybody win. Yeah, everybody win. So if it's some knowledge I have or some expertise I can lend to somebody, I'm gonna lend it. Cause I, like I said, I want to see us all win. That's beautiful. Uh, when I think about what you're building at Advent, I think about Tyler Perry Studios down there in Atlanta. You know what I mean? No way near that, bro. Well, well, think about <laughs> no it, right? No way that, but one day, all kinds, one day. All kinds of different movies have come there to film. It wasn't just, right. you know, his 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 uh, stuff. It, you know, Black Panther, I think the Avengers, I think some other stuff was filmed down there. So, you know, I yeah, feel I like... Yeah, I think he has uh, currently... Coming to America 2 and Bad Boys 3 down there. Too. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, in the sense that, you know, Avent Comics, what you're building is a place where indie creators can come to get a leg up. They've already done the hard work in terms of creating, you know, their project. They've already demonstrated through, you know, crowdfunding that there's an audience. And so how do you get past issue number one? And I feel like that's what you can help them with, with, with Advent Comics. That, that is the key. That is the key. Um, because a lot of companies, especially like places like Diamond, that's one of the questions they'll first ask you. Um, they will ask you, how big is your Twitter follow? Mm. How big is your Instagram follow? Whoa, they asking that now? How many do you have on Facebook? Oh, bruh. They take that into consideration. And then <sighs> the next question is, even with these amount of people, how are you going to take your book to the next level? Right. And I and I like like I told you, there's a gentleman currently I'm working with. He's on Kickstarter now. Kickstarter is just the initial phase to let the fans know, hey, our book is here. Basically, to put some awareness on it, put some eyes on it. You know, the hard work starts after that. And then we gotta get out here and we gotta market and reach out to different places and sources and try to take it up a, a notch. Yeah, that's the hard work because after that. Tony Cottrell, brother, how can they reach out to you, man? Contact you, uh, support oh, you, buy your comics, reach out to you for advice. Yeah. What's the best place please, to reach out please, for you? Please purchase Avent Comics. Um, we can be found pretty much a lot of different places. You can find us through our own website, AdventComics.com. Um, our books are sold Amazon, uh, Barnes & Nobles, Comixology, Indie Planet, Kindle, wherever your comic books are sold. Um, go to your, your local comic book shop. Ask for us because we've had comic shops who have picked our books up based on fans coming into the stores asking for our titles. So please, that's, that's the key because during that, that brings our level up, our awareness up, and also puts us on Diamond's map that more stores are asking for us. And by us being a black-owned company, we need that. We need that. So we go out that. and tell your local comic shop you want to have in comics. And we'll make it happen. Um, they can reach me social media wise. Um, I'm on Facebook as myself and as Avent Comics. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter, Instagram as well, Avent Comics. And uh, Cottrell is spelled K I T T R E L L, right? You go, brother. You got it, Tony <laughs> Cottrell. All right, all right, Tony. It's been and an if, honor. If you, if you key and if you key onto the to the uh, profile that says Firefighter, it's the right one. It's the right one. People are like, nah, I don't see a comic book guy. I'm like, nah, it's the right one. I'm the firefighter guy. All right, man. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You're saving dreams and you're saving lives. 
Tony Cottrell. <laughs> We're working on it, bro. <laughs> Only for a few more years. I'm, I'm about to retire from this firefighting thing, and this comic book thing is the next next cycle in life, the next life chapter. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, watch you gonna come out with a comic book about a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> about a firefighter. Hey, it's already there. The, the character we got a character called Titan the Ultraman. That was actually the first comic book that I pitched, uh-huh. and actually. His alter ego is a firefighter. It's a semi-autobiographical. Oh yeah, I remember character. now when I was reading. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah he was in the yeah. in the station yeah. house or whatever. They was having some argument. I remember that. Right, right, right. Okay. And actually, Titan Three is being drawn now. Um, like I said, I had a thousand other projects, and then the tenth anniversary projects came out. So Titan Three got behind schedule, but Titan Three is actually being drawn now. Mm-hmm. In twenty twenty, you're gonna see a release. Fantastic. And I, I know I'm supposed to end this thing, but I got to say, out of all of the people that I, I've interviewed, a lot of folks, but you guys had the fucking awesome covers. I mean, oh, awesome. Thank you, brother. Thank you. The God Cell cover you. is freaking awesome. The, the, that was, uh, the, that con- was the impeccable Mr. Eric Battle, man. Eric Battle, Eric okay, Battle been doing okay. Um, the one, uh, the Cosmos cover where the guy looks like a sentinel or... Or the, the, the tribunal oh, yeah, that or was uh, Jimbo Salgado. Jimbo Salgado, he he uh, he did a couple covers for us. And as a matter of fact, you'll see another one of his covers come out this year for us uh, through another book called Alliance of Evil. And he did one more Cosmos cover you're going to see. Yeah, you got a couple of really strong ones. I can keep naming them. Yeah, but... yeah we do. We we got uh, we got some talent. Uh, we started uh, recruiting guys from Marvel and DC and Image to do covers for us. Okay, okay. And then that slowly morphed into them doing interiors, like Andy Smith. Um, you've seen Andy Smith on everything from Cross, Gen, to DC, to Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on Marvel, Thanos, and all kinds of other projects. Wow. He was like, man, y'all, y'all got a fun little universe. So he did some interiors on his book we got called Pantheon. Okay. For him and Rico Renzi, they did some interior stuff. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Wow, man. Well, uh, I, I hope to uh, get the hard covers of your books. I was trying to, to round out my Black Star line um, from Black when I was Star buying them from... Four, uh, Black Star line number four coming out Black History Month 2020. Okay. This one's going to be a little little touchy. People might be a little mad at this one. It's called We the People. Okay. It's, uh, it's about a race war that happens in America. And it's a group of six black teenagers who basically can can take it, you know, take it home for us. Wow. It, I, that seems to be the vibration, man. You got Watchmen TV show, which I have yet to see, hitting yeah. at that shit and everything. And you guys. And uh, it's, it's, it's definitely some things happening in the ether. But, but yeah, man, I, you, you guys, your whole team over there produces a lot of tremendous content ladies and gentlemen go to uh, adventcomics.com and remember he has a children's book title coming out uh and that you can head hollow coming out uh actually we're going to try to get out uh by the holidays this this uh this this month at the end of this month or maybe the beginning of next month we're going to try to get in your hands yeah go pick it up it's all ages story beautiful black characters two lovely twins uh the magical adventure through the hedgehog. You're gonna love it. That's beautiful. Buy your buy your kids, your niece and nephews comics for Christmas, so they can so indeed, they can read, indeed. so they can they can learn how important it is to hey, read. Hey, 
quite a skeptic. That's how I learned how to read. Reading yep. comic books in elementary school. That helped me learn how to read. That's it. That's it. All right, family. It's been an honor to have you on the program, Tony. Oh, likewise. Thank you. And thank you, viewers, so much, man. I appreciate all the love that y'all always give me. And I appreciate it. I want to return it back to y'all. So just let y'all know I'm, I'm rocking with y'all.